You are listening to Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 348, Something Infinite This Way Comes. Welcome to episode 348 of Legion of Substitute Podcasters. I am Paul French, and today I am No More Crib Kid. Oh, no. Yes, yes. The littlest, um, well, she was finally getting to the stage where she realized, hey, if I put my foot up there on the crib, I could probably climb out of this. <laughs> oh, no. And so Freedom! We, Freedom! Yeah, yeah, exactly. So we realized that it was time to uh, get her a big girl bed. So yesterday we went out and bought her a new box, box spring and mattress. We have a nice frame for her, but we're going to kind of wait and leave. We're, we're going to add height slowly <laughs> mm-hmm. as she gets used to this and we had the, the we had just a couple of months ago taken the bed rails off Ella's bed so uh so we set all of that up and and we set we we've realized that hey now both of our children have better better mattresses than we do <laughs> so, something right about that and and so um so yes yeah, so uh the nap did not go well today Oh. So we uh, we took a little extra time in the really tiring her out um, uh, tonight to get her to go to sleep. And so far, so good. I keep telling you, Paul, children's Benadryl. Yes, yes. And you don't listen to me. <laughs> it's my own fault, isn't it? It's your own fault. <laughs> I blame my wife. <laughs> uh, it's both of your faults. Indeed, indeed. Over to you, sir. Hi, everybody. I am Darren Noel, and I guess this weekend I am uh, a Hogwarts dude because Ooh. I've been uh, doing a rewatch of the Harry Potters. I started um, Saturday, more, um, late actually, and I am all the way, I'm halfway through um, uh, Deadly Hallows number one. So they go by nice. really quick when you're just doing laundry and, you know, doing stuff around the house. So, But I also went out and got some fabric for a costume, so that's going on as well. Nice. So, yeah. 80 days, 80 days. Ah, yes. Not counting, but 80 days. (laughs) But if you were. If I was, if I was a counting man, I'd be like, I'm out of time. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. Well. (laughs) That's what I've been doing this weekend. Very nice. Very nice. Yeah, we, uh, we had a, we had a, a fairly quiet weekend around here. Lots of rain, so. Oh, couldn't do heat. couldn't yeah. do oh yes yes well it was it was it was very humid here and uh so we we did yesterday we uh um we're looking to get a, a play set for the kids like a, a uh, you know one of those big wooden construction swing sets uh-huh. and uh, we decided to set a chunk of our uh the, the the money that the government held on to for us uh, over the ah, la- over the yes. past year, we yes. decided that we would dedicate a portion of that to a you know like a slide ladder monkey bars because sometimes it's nice to uh, to just be able to say to the kids, have go out go out and have fun and play. That's true. And uh, where it doesn't have to be a well, we've got to be here by this time, got to be there by that time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's nice where it's like, yeah, you know, I'm going to be puttering about in the uh, in the backyard. Go play, and mm-hmm. uh, and the stuff is right there. So we we, we decided that we were gonna gonna get that. So we were looking into pricing it, and and we found that Home Depot is a real challenge for actually making that happen. Mm-hmm. 
because you go in and they're like, oh, you need to check online. And then you check online and it's like, well, yeah, they quoted a price with uh, with delivery and installation. And, they, and they're, oh, yeah, you need to go into the store for that. And it's like, could you get together on this? No. <laughs> and I'll tell you why they can't get together on this, because this is an Atlanta-based company. There it is. I should have You're known. welcome. You're welcome. I should have known. Because if it's ass backwards, it's from the south. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh so we, we we did a bit of that and um now are you gonna be the dad yeah. who actually puts the stakes the uh the place that into the lawn or are you the dad who's just gonna rest it on top and so that when they're swinging the weight differential no i'm flipping over no we're gonna twice. be no we're gonna be we're gonna be all about the uh the getting it like like you know that's that's let's dig it in you know, uh, okay. poor Just little. Checking. Yeah, Just no, checking. no, 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 no. That's why we want to get it properly installed. Mm. Well, and uh, if you get a southern installer, it's going right on the lawn, baby. Well, all they're right, not all right. All right. They, <laughs> the southern ones aren't coming up here, so yeah. Well, what don't what don't kill them makes them stronger. It's fine. <laughs> so uh, so yeah. So we we did we did some running around for all that kind of stuff, and. Um, and then we got home, and Ella wanted to watch a little bit of Super Friends, so we did that. And I don't know if you know this, but Solomon Grundy hates Super Friends. Solomon Grundy hates everything. Let's yeah. just be honest. Yeah. Speaking of speaking of the Southern man. Yeah. Oh well, you know. <laughs> Southern zombies, my my are, are very polite in their hatred. They're openly hatred of everything. It's yeah. True. Exactly. It's true. And I thought I had completed my. Um, my essential collection of the uh, of the the Lee Kirby Fantastic Four run, mm. but I realized I don't have Volume Four. I ha- I picked up Volume Five yesterday and thought I've got them all. And then I came back and I looked Volume One, Volume Two, Volume Three. So I still need to find num- uh, number four because. So what you're what you're saying is you have Reed, Sue, Ben, and Herbie. Yeah, basically, yeah. Okay, okay, just checking. <laughs> So uh, so yeah so that's um, that's a thing. Oh, <laughs> that is a thing. And one, right. and, and and one other comic book related thing from from the weekend. But but oh. but, but I, I must say like like for anyone that that Lee Kirby Fantastic Four run, everything you need is in that. It's 110 issues. Mm-hmm. I believe it's 110. Yeah, and um, a, a run that that it it took a long it took years to be broken and it was finally broken by Bendis and Bagley on Ultimate Spider-Man um, and hey points to him because uh, because you know it, for for that that kind of solid run that's that's just amazing oh yeah um, but but yeah so so you know every and and also like the 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 lore of the Marvel Universe was all created in those 110 issues, and so oh, yeah. uh, so I am going to be getting uh, Volume Four soon, just so that I have that complete. And it sits uh, in the on the essential shelf of my uh, showcase bookcase. And um, and but the other comic book uh, related thing was um, Jan and I went to see Jurassic World today, as did a few people apparently. Everyone but me. Uh, everyone but you, exactly. And uh, actually, looking at my Facebook feed, that's not far wrong. No, it's not. <laughs> and um, um, they, one of the trailers they had was the uh, the, the the longer trailer for Ant Man. Mm. And don't you mean the shorter trailer for Ant Man? Ha ha. 
Yeah. I, I, I honestly. That's the level of humor today, kids. Indeed. Indeed. But the way they did some of the shrinking stuff, it's like, wow, that's that's just perfect. It is just. I have seen the uh, variant cov- <sighs> the, the variant posters online with Ant-Man standing on Black Widow's bust and butt. Uh, I have not seen that. Yeah, yeah, they're very cute. It's like it's like they're doing that whole Wonder Woman Adam thing with her. Totally, totally. You know, it's yeah. like, oh, by the way, by the from the people who brought you Avengers, remember them? Yeah, <laughs> just go see yeah. Ant Man. And, and so. I know, and, and I know, there's there's some people who are down on this, but I look at it as is it's exactly like people were like, really, Guardians of the Galaxy? They're going to do a Guardians movie? Guardians of the Galaxy? I, I I am still amazed by how successful that movie was. Because it was really on a, good on every level, yeah. On because every, because it was actually level, really yeah. good. It was and, very good. Yeah, I'm not belittling it at all. I'm no, just saying, I, I'm I, surprised I people that, yeah. went to go see it because no one knew anything about those characters. Exactly, and and so I think I think there's a certain amount of goodwill that goes along with you know, hey, remember you saw that Avengers movie a couple months back? Yeah, and it was pretty good, right? Maybe, maybe you right. dig maybe you dig this too. And um, so, anyway, that's a smart thing they've been doing with the tying in of all the movies together. So, absolutely, they've been absolutely. very smart about that. Yeah, and and it looks awesome. The costume looks fan- fantastic, and uh, and like I say, they showed they just showed some bits where he's kind of running through and shrinking down, and oh, it's just like oh, they they nailed it. They nailed exactly how some how a power like that should work uh, visually, uh-huh. and uh, and. Um, you know, it's the kind of stuff that when you read like like Adam comics where he would do stuff like that, with, and and uh, and and uh, you know, I didn't read a lot of Ant Man stuff, but I, I think there was, I think I did see Yellow Jacket, which is cool. Um, oh yeah, Yellow Jacket, yeah, the villain. oh yeah, and yeah. The co- and the, and that costume looks perfect too. Oh yeah, and uh, but but what I mean is like when you would read some of sort of the latter day Adam comics, like what like you know, sort of the sort of the Adam era stuff and Power of the Adam, where. Um, the way they utilized his powers, it was it, it's it's like that's the way a shrinking hero should be should be written, mm-hmm. and and what I did read of Ant Man, and, and as I say, it wasn't a lot. Like you know, I, I sort of I probably read him more in Avengers than anything else, um, but um, um, you know, um, you know, you know, when 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 I, when I did read it, it was it was only fairly pedestrian. Oh, I'm shrinking down. Here we go, um, but uh, but this this you know like like. You know, the atom was all about the shrinking power, and that was, oh, totally. you know, in the in the in the crazy Gardner Fox years. You know, like like there was just re- all that kind of cool stuff with it, and uh, and I think that they've captured that, and so it's like, um, you know, the the, the folks who are doing the um, the Legends uh, TV show that mm-hmm. that that has the atom as a character. Yes, they, can't wait, can't wait. They're gonna they're gonna have to step their ass up on those effects, and you know what? I, I fully expect them to be able to do so. Mm-hmm. So, and, I ho- I hope uh, they anyway, do. so you know, my my favorite Ant Man. You know, everyone points out the fact that you know Hank Pym beat his wife, you know, once, you know, in a in a really bizarre well, and, story. But my favorite and, and, Ant Man story. And, and and I know I know when you say once, you're not saying like oh he only he only beat her up once. No, it, it, you know it's saying... it's more it's more the fact that some writer decided that was a thing. Yeah, and. Um, yeah, that is that is not a statement on oh he only did it once so we he sh- we should forgive him. It's a statement of like right. it's the same thing with Speedy and the heroin thing. You know they showed yeah. that once and that's been the thing ever since nineteen sixty what 
for that character. Yeah. So, you know, it, yeah, it, it stuck totally. to him like glue. But what's what? there was a really funny one where I was reading an Avengers comic, and I don't know who the writer was. I'll have to look it up. But Janet Van Dyne is lying on the bed having herself a fun time. You think she's having a happy dream, but then the, the panel shifts, and you see mm-hmm. Hank Pym walking up to her from below her bra, and he's covered in some viscous fluid. Wow. Yeah, I'm going to have to find that panel and, and post. Maybe that'll be, that'll be the tomorrow for tomorrow. But I was like, oh, Hachi my. That was, that was some <laughs> slash fic that actually made it into a comic. So, yeah, good times. Wow. That's, yeah, I, I, yeah. I'm going to yeah. go find so, it now. You keep talking. You vamp and all. Yeah, but, but, but you're right. You're right. It's very interesting that that's kind of the um, – the the way that you know like that's kind of the way that the whole thing has been done right is is like there's this one story there's this one and and i don't even remember that it was quite that dramatic and i don't remember the actual scene but i remember a few years ago everyone talking about it when the ultimates came out because in the ultimates they really played that up and yeah. actually made it much more of a thing um and and it was and i remember a lot of people saying yeah it was kind of a throwaway element in in the avengers books um yeah but also you know that I, I, anyway so um so maybe maybe i i am making light of of how that was done and uh, but i think i seem to think that that was a um, a thing that someone threw into a uh, someone threw into a story, and then people were like, "Hey, does that mean that this happened?" And they're like, "Oh, we didn't really mean it that way." But then later, people kind of picked up on that. You know, it's kind of the fan the fan thing where it's like uh, where it's um, you know like like there there's a throwaway story where uh, where Monel's got uh, got Eltrogand, and and then someone picks up on this little element and mm-hmm. takes it further. Takes right? it further. And, and, yeah. Yeah, and, and and so I, I kind of feel like that's what happened there. But anyway, um, yeah, the, I, I'm I'm very interested to see it, man. I think I, I think it looks great. You know, you've got a pretty great cast with with Paul Rudd and and Michael Douglas and uh, and what's her name? Uh, Kate is I think I think she's Janet Van Dyne. She she is a Van Dyne. I'm not sure which one she is. Oh, there, there are there are multiple Van Dynes. Well, no, I I think what they yeah obviously Michael Douglas <laughs> they need themselves a crisis. Yeah, I yeah, know, right? Michael Douglas, um, contrary to uh, real life, I think they thought he was too old to be Ant Man, and so he couldn't be on uh, Janet Van Dyne because she's far too young for him, Catherine Zeta Jones. So what? Um, yeah, what? I, well, I know, right? to be fair, so, to be fair, Catherine Zeta Jones. Catherine Zeta Jones is 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 perhaps a couple of years um, Evangeline Lilly's senior. True, but I, I, but I would venture. To but say not probably... not that that not that that stops any any Hollywood no, guys. Come on. No. But I would venture to say she's probably closer to Paul Rudd than. Evangeline Lilly is, although I don't know. I could be wrong. About no, I, you're right. You're right. No, because I think uh, Paul Rudd's not far off our age, and mm-hmm. uh, yeah, kind so probably not bastard. far off. Look at that. Hey, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, his life's hard. 
His life's very difficult, clearly. <laughs> it's, it's it's so hard being Paul Rudd. It's so difficult being Paul Rudd right now. <laughs> oh, really, ever. Um. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? He's done okay. Yeah, so he is our... Actually, he's older than us. Wow, is he? Considerably. That bastard. All right, he's like a he's like almost a year old. A year older, really? Is that what we're going with? That's yeah, older April, than us. April sixth, nineteen sixty nine. So like eight months, uh, like n- ten months year. older than you. Ten, ten months, months older, older than you. Yeah. See, look at that. Um, uh, yeah. 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 So anyway, um, but he's doing all right. Yeah, he is. He's going to be in an awesome movie about a shrinking superhero, which everyone should go and see. Yes, yes, he is. Right? And it's like, going to be, I think it's going to be fun. From the previews, it looks fun. So, I agree. And I find it very interesting that, um, ah, um, you know, it, that, that, that all of these, um, <laughs> what's that? I found it. Check the Skype. We'll, we'll post this shortly kids and you'll be like what does this have to do with tomorrow and now you'll know <laughs> so i'm just gonna go ahead and do that and watch oh, panic. Wow. and we'll do a live tweet about who responds to this and what they have to say so this will be indeed fun. indeed so anyway the but at, at any rate the um there there is that I, hey but you know what in all this discussion of of comic book movies <coughs> indeed did you know um, you you actually had shown me the oh dear lord! Um, <laughs> Did you actually read it? <laughs> yeah. Um, Creepy. Wow. Okay. What's that from? Um, I think it said Avengers. Um, looking Avengers, at the color, it's much more recent. Oh yeah, I think it's Avengers twenty seven or something. It's it's on something called the ten of the creepiest things superheroes have ever done. <laughs> uh, and, and and let's just go down the list. This is on listverse.com. Um yeah. number ten is Killer Batman. That's like the, the original when Batman didn't save anyone. You know, like Rachel Ghoul in the movie. Um yeah, nine yeah. Superman the porn star. You remember that with Sleaze and Big Barda? <gasps> yes. Yeah, that was very creepy. Eight Ant Man sexual habits. Um something oh, yeah. about um yeah, turning himself small as a sex toy. Yeah, it's it's yeah. Punisher becomes an angel is number seven. Green Lantern becomes a mass murderer. Which time? No. Um, Ant Man tries yeah. to kill Wasp. Uh, Zatanna lobotomizes countless villains. I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that storyline at all. Um, <laughs> Kitty Pride phases during orgasm. That was in the Joss Whedon. Um, oh, yeah. Blob eats wasp. Um, oh. That was in the Ultimates, and preacher meets statue sex. Oh man. Um, okay, so so yeah. So you, yeah. Um, first off, you are right. Um, Evangeline Lilly is playing Hope Van Dyne, who is the daughter of Hank Pym and Janet Van Dyne. I thought so. And um, and. And the yellow jacket in this it will not be um, it, it will not be um, um, uh, Doctor Pym putting on the costume. No, no. Um, so uh, he's a former protege of Pym, as it seems. And uh, yeah, I'm I, I'm so looking forward to seeing this. It looks yeah, it's gonna be awesome. fun. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um, 
Oh hey, and we'll have uh, we'll have Howard Stark and um, and Peggy Carter in there too. So oh, I love me Miss Carter. Love oh indeed, Carter. indeed, and um, of course I'm all right. So that's pal. that. You're, you're inclined to. I love the Carters. It's true. <laughs> um, also in some Legion news, uh, Michael Grabois posted this to our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. Uh, and he said that Tom Galloway will be moderating um, an all Paul Levitt's all Legion all the time panel in San Diego this year. Woo-hoo! And uh, and so if you want to share some questions about this, like if you want to ask, if you want to ask some questions, uh, Michael says that he'll pass along any questions that anyone has uh, on to him. And uh, so, uh, so in Galloway's words, he said, "Please to announce that at San Diego, I'll have the pleasure of interviewing Paul Levitz about his Legion work. Said interview will be about all Legion all the time. Unlike most interviews with Paul, I won't be addressing his publishing work, other writing, etc. I'm not supposed mm-hmm. to say when or what room until the official schedule comes out, though. He says, in the meantime, anyone have any questions they'd like me to ask? <coughs> so, so if you have some questions, ask him. Um, and and you know what." I don't know if the, like I don't know if they podcast the panels anymore. I know they used to. Um, I don't think they do, but you. Can I don't think they have in the last couple of years. I know they've uh, done some of the big ones. The big ones have wound up on YouTube from people's phones. I yeah, know that, and and so. and you know what? It's it's worth seeing. Uh, it's worth it's worth giving a giving a listen to. Uh, you know, we certainly. Um, Asked him a lot about his Legion work in the in the in the two interviews that we did with him, but you know what? There's been some other stuff in between, and it might be very interesting to uh, to to check that out. And uh, like, I, I can't think of any any questions that I have that we didn't already ask. You know, I, I've got one. Why, Paul? Why? <laughs> no, it wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. No, no, no. And I don't want to ask um, him that because I, I, I. Yeah, let's move on. Exactly. Um, and so, uh, anyway, um, you just took cough medicine, didn't you? I, I did not take cough medicine. <laughs> I took high blood pressure medicine. So oh, even better, I'm lightheaded and giggly. Giddy up. Yeah. All right. So, you so, know. <laughs> um, also, uh, notice this, uh, the, t- the Foxtrot that came out uh, today. You, you passed on to me that... Uh, where um, the older brother, I can't remember the brother's names now. It's been a long time since I've been regularly <clears throat> reading this. I think the younger one is Jason. I think yeah, I yeah. And so anyway, so the older one is like you know looking at a bunch of his of his brother's comic books and seeing you know Super Batman, Superman, Spider Man, Captain America, Iron Man, Thor, Guardians of the Galaxy, X Men, Avengers, Flash, Daredevil, Hellboy, Watchmen, Three Hundred, Scott Pilgrim, The Walking Dead. And he says, "Is there some rule that comic books have to be based on TV shoes, TV shows, and movies?" <laughs> TV shoes. <laughs> it's a really big shoe. It's um, a really big yeah. shoe. And uh, and Jason, of course, responds with, "Seriously? Yes, that is nerd rage waiting." Nerd down. rage. Nerd rage. Ah. Nerd rage. Um, yeah. So so there we go. So there's a there's a few things. Um, I'm gonna also shout out a couple of things that have been posted to our Facebook page, okay. uh, including our good friend New Mutant, Alan. Mm-hmm. Um, he has uh, he has uh, announced that the Power Principle number one is on Comixology, mm-hmm. and I think and I think you should check that out. It's a it's a lot of fun. 
and it is it is you know it is written by a guy who loves him some comics and uh, is just you've if you, you've heard him on our show he's just an awesome yeah. guy he's just he's just he, he, I'm I'm a big Allen fan so yeah. so he's to a good me guy. And, and so to me I was already in the tank for anything he was gonna write but I gotta say like I I bought the 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 the, the first bunch when uh, when he was selling them on his website. And they were so much fun. Like he loves comics, and and it shows, and so it's a lot of fun to uh, to check out. And um, and actually, I haven't yet got this, but I am going to I'm going to make that up um, immediately. Mm. And uh, and and really, you know, just you got to check it out. And 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 you know, if you want to get some more detail on it, we did an interview with him. Like we had him on the show a while back. Um, it was back when we first started the Clang Alang Alang. So it was it was when Tyrock first Tyrock. came along. It was yes. a Tyrock thing. That's right. That's right. And we need to we need to have him on again because seriously. Um, and anyway, so so check out the Power Principle number one on Comicsology. Meet the Clinton House Boys, who thirty years ago possessed the world's first superpowers. Now it's happening again, and it's up to them to assist, train, or de- or defeat the next generation mm. of superhumans. Mm. So, so do check it out. Um, also. Um, Al Sedano, uh, thanking us for mentioning the um, that the DC, the eight page DC previews were available free on Comicsology. He went and downloaded forty of them. So, <laughs> hey, that it's took, free. That took all day. That's Dude. free stuff, y'all. Like, it come is. on, free is good. Free is good. And I've I've, uh, I've I've actually picked up a few of the first issues based on those previews, and I gotta say, Bizarro, it am awful. It am awful. It am worst comic am, book me ever it read. Am worst comic ever. Yeah. So oh so needless to say, we we uh, us not do episode on that at some point because fair enough, fair they're enough. they're they're not Legion Reservist in comic. They mean them am not good. So. And and them not mention Canada as Bizarro US. Ooh. So so I think just on that alone it gets in. Um, Bizarro but, US. But no, dude, it's it's hilarious. I know. Um, I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's really quite something um and uh yeah so i've picked up a few based on that and i'm looking forward to i believe it's this week that dr fate comes out and the reason i say that i think it's this week is because they did a big sale on um the dr fate run uh from the uh the uh, late 80s early 90s uh which which started off with uh jam dematis and uh um Sean McManus. Mm-hmm. They, they did like the first 24 issues and a really fantastic story. But when they left, uh, William Messner Loeb's came in as the writer, and at first Peter Gross as penciler and later Scott Eaton. Um, and he did a, a, a run where Inza became Dr. Fate. Mm. And it was awesome. I mean, mm-hmm. the, that whole series was fantastic. And our friend Martin Gray um, actually wrote uh, an article on uh, on panels, um, uh, basically saying, "Hey, this is." Uh, I thought I had. Oh, there it is. Okay, yeah, on uh, panels.net, he wrote an article on on how why he wanted this to be a series that they collect, like that, or the, at least that Messner Loeb's run, 
and um, and and I got to say, I I agree with him. And he also did a little article on uh, on his. He does basically an uncollected kind of thing under their uh, capes and tights. Um, hmm. So so his. I'm just looking on here. Um, Okay, so yeah, so panels.net, take, take a look, and he does, uh, and uh, this was on June 7th, he did an article uh, uh, also on Uncollected, Mr. and Mrs. Superman. Hmm. And uh, so it's E. Nelson Bridwell uh, writing it, and Kurt Schaffenberger on art, so you know I'm all over this, right? And um, and it's all ba- basically the Earth 2 um uh, Superman and Lois Lane, and they actually in the 40th anniversary issue of Action Comics was when they got married, ah. and uh, and so it was there. And then later on, it ran it ran as a regular feature in Superman in Family. Superman Family, yeah. yeah. And Superman Family also notable for the appearance of me as a uh, Supergirl supporting character. So ah. I'll just say it. Uh, which someone else, uh, I, I believe it was, I believe that actually it was Martin. It, it was Martin that posted this where, uh, where he found, and I remembered reading this at like 10 years old, um, in the, in the school library. And, uh, they had a cop, they had, a, they apparently for at some point were collecting some of the dollar comics issues. And, uh, and I'm reading this Supergirl story in, uh, in an, in an issue of Superman family and her favorite student teacher, Paul French shows up. So I was quite pleased. Apparently, he was a villain in in an earlier issue, but <laughs> he was possessed. It wasn't his fault. It wasn't his fault. Wow. Yeah. So anyway, That's what they all say, "Hey, they got over it by this next issue, so it's all oh. good." Well, it's there all we go. good. Everything's and better now. It's all good. Yeah. And um, anyway, so uh, panels on that. Check out that stuff that uh, that Martin's been writing over there because he he posts his reviews to our Facebook page uh, frequently whenever the, a new Legion issue comes out. Uh, but I, I also want to highlight some of his other writing on on um, on on comics because I gotta say I agree with a lot of what he has to say about it and uh, and he's one of those guys like our like our friends um, uh, from Raging Bullets where he he tends to see the the positive mm-hmm. and and focus on that and I think everyone could do with a bit more of that yeah that's a so, good thing yeah um anyway and and he highlighted something that schaffenberger drew so boom done um <laughs> yeah so anyway um uh, i guess we should probably uh at uh 30 minutes in get to the issue only if you want to uh, well whatever um <laughs> <laughs> no i say that you know this is this is one of my uh one of my favorite superboy and the legion issues Mainly because when I first read this was in the digest when they first did the Legion digest in the Blue Ribbon Blue Ribbon digests back in the eighties, mm-hmm. uh, and it was the one where they had um, the founders in their old school costumes drawn by Giffen, um, holding hands on the front thing, and then they had their newer costumes up above. Ah, uh, yeah. And uh, and they had a bunch of stories from all across the Legion history. So you had Adventure Two Forty Seven. You had the uh, the Sun Eater story, of course. and uh, and then toward the end of it, you had this story where the artwork was like, "Holy cow, this is awesome!" And it was the Infinite Man story from uh, Superboy and the Legion of Superheroes issue number two thirty three. Because Infinite Man rocks. Yeah, and I got to note the price on this: sixty cents. Sixty cents, kids. That was a like like 
That's how much I was buying my comics for when I started. Yeah, but this was like five years before that. I know. This was, I know. This was in 1977. So this is a this is a kind of a thick issue, I guess. Yeah, yeah, exactly. With lots of color. Yeah. So uh, this one is brought to us by Paul Levitt's writer, James Sherman on pencils with Bob Wyacek on inks. Ben Oda is the letterer, and Liz Berube is the colorist. Liz Berube. Yes. It's like saying Berube. So, 23 titanic teens, each possessing at least one special superpower. Together they are a legend, especially since Superboy began to journey through time to 2977 AD to join the Legion of Superheroes. Dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Um, and uh, and so uh, instant synopsis department en route to LSH headquarters with an experimental hypertime drive. The Legionnaires have just been ambushed by hijackers. Beautiful, sexy alien hijackers. Yes, and we're going to talk a little bit about them in a minute. Um, and uh, if you think that's trouble, wait until you meet the infinite man who conquered time. Sorry, not time. The Legion. Yes. Um, and so uh, it turns out these guys are Sklarian Raiders. Oh, the Sklarian. And this is why that's significant, because, of course, later a Sklarian would actually become a member of the Legion. True. And the Sklarian Raiders were like thorns in the side for the Legion forever. So, Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why it was a big deal that Kono, one of them, became a member of the Legion. Um, so Lightning Lad is saying that they, 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 these guys get... Dare, more daring every day. First they told, stole the equipment from research labs, now they're trying to grab it from under our nose. And uh, Starboy says, either the Legion's rep is slipping, or this batch of Sklarians is awful stupid. Or both. Huh. And um, and then Superboy says, cut the chatter, Lightning Lad. Whew, Superboy's all attitude. Wow. He says, we have to get these crooks out of here before the time machine is damaged. And he says, yeah, get them, get them clear of the device. I'm not doing much good because I'm nervous about using high-voltage boats near it. Yeah, probably not a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Superboy grabs a bunch of the girls and uh, takes them away. <laughs> Hello. Hey <ladies>. now. Hello. <laughs> uh, I don't know if I told you this, but I'm from the past. I tell you, I can hogtie somebody in 2.8 seconds. No, sorry. <clears throat> I'm from Krypton. Exactly. <laughs> He says, I'm afraid you're going to be out of action for a while. You'll regret this. And they say, you'll regret this, Legionnaire. The Sklarian people need the technology you Terrans hoard. And we will get it, even if we have to wipe out half of Terra in the process. Well, that doesn't seem right. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, so Starboy, of course, takes their uh, their hovercraft and crashes it to the ground below. because Kaboom! Take a drink. That's how he rolls. Yay! <laughs> Close enough. Yeah, indeed. Um... And they said, don't worry, don't hurry away, people, unless you want that ring of lightning to shock you senseless, because Lightning Lad is using a sort of finer um, set of his powers than I ever remember him using. Mm -hmm. um, and then within the uh, the hovercraft, one talks to the other and says, quickly, Ar Ardina, we have only one more chance to get that hyper-time device for Sklaria. I'll pilot the arrow sled. You use the force beamer on the Legionnaires. And they zap Lightning Lad and he and Starboy. And they're they're all, aye. And there's, aye. A, and there's a thum. And um, and then uh, Brainy says, don't count your technology till it's taken, my Sklarian friends. And count your Legionnaires more carefully. My computer mind isn't much use now, but my force belt, force shield belt is all I need to block your blaster. And Superboy will do the rest. And Superboy comes up behind and uh, they're all, ooh, he has no shield to protect him, and then they shoot stuff at Superboy, and it's like, 
I guess pickles. the news didn't get all the way to Sclaria. No. And so he says, yeah, face it, girls, you're through. And they say, never, Superboy. Surrender the hypertime device to us or your fellow Legionnaires die. And um, and it turns out that uh, Garth has managed to uh, deactivate their blasters with because it uses electric force. And, of course, Shocker. that's, that's huh. his thing. Huh. And... Um, and so a few minutes later, they uh, they get back to uh, Legion headquarters, and um, and uh, Dreamy uh, comes running out of headquarters, followed by uh, Wildfire and Colossal Boy. And she says, "Oh, you're all right. Thank thank the High Seer. I foresaw the Sclarian attack just after you left, but couldn't prophesize the result." Yeah. That would have been kind of helpful. You could have called them and said they're on their way. Yeah, and and this is the best part though: is Wildfire says. As usual, Dream Girl's ability left something to be desired. Accuracy. Wow. What yeah. a dick. <laughs> what a dick. But he's right. He's right. Um, anyway, so uh, they have the hyper time drive, which they give to uh, to old friend Ron Vidar. Mm-hmm. And uh, they say, here's the hyper time drive, Ron, fresh from the fabricating plant. And he says, thanks, Brainy. I knew you could do it. And in case we didn't know, he said, Brainy says, any time. Which is kind of funny as a pun. Mm-hmm. Uh, he says, "After all, you are the man who invented our time cube." It's true. He yeah. Did. Uh, meanwhile, um, uh, Dreamy is all over Starboy, and he says, "Easy, beautiful. You mustn't let your premonitions upset you so." And she says, "But that's my power, Tom, and it is frightening knowing that you're in danger and not being able to help." And uh, Wildfire says, "Speaking of help, Dream Girl, would you mind? Would you and uh, Starboy mind breaking that loving embrace and giving your fellow Legionnaires a hand?" Damn. Yeah, remember he's leader right now. So. Oh yeah. And uh, he says, "We do have to get Ron Vidar and his invention into the laboratory for testing, you know. Or would you rather our youngest honorary Legionnaire test the hyper time drive on Metropolis Street?" Now I'd forgotten how much younger Ron Vidar was. Yeah, you know, and and it's interesting because later on, of course, he was actually portrayed in such a way as to seem one of their contemporaries. True. Um, and so while uh, so uh, Superboy comes down, he says, "Ah, leave him be. They've earned some time together. I got the hyper time drive." And um, um, and so uh, Colossal Boy says, you know, you know it, SB. We could all use some time off after the last few weeks, especially since Regulus interrupted Cordney Week. See, last time we did an issue. Which was a long time ago, as it I was, see. It was, really. Yeah. And he says, well, if Ron Vidar's new gimmick pays off, we might have all the time in the world, Colossal Boy. Brainiac Aww. 5 thinks it may be the key to harnessing the power of time itself. That's going to end well. Um, uh-huh. And he says, this I've got to see. So they get they get into the lab and um, and Rod is Rond is uh, hooking everything up and he goes there this last connection should do it it'll link the exter- the the eternal power control is that eternal power control internal I think right isn't it I, I wonder no, if that no no, no no eternal power he control. says eternal does it is it supposed to mean external I'm not sure I, I, I'm not sure yeah and given what it's about it could be. Um, I, I was told there would be no physics. Yeah, indeed, so. indeed. Um, um, yeah, but I do remember from the Ben Oda obituary that sometimes in getting the job done, there may have been some inaccuracies. Mm. Um, so he says, uh, and set up a fail-safe device to prevent an overload. And he says, it sounds great, Ron, but what does this thing do? And, you <laughs> know, you 
Listen to me, Kansas. Uh, he says, it's the most powerful time machine ever built, Superboy. It incorporates the principles of my time cube and a new hypertime drive. Hypertime? What? Oh, hypertime? Someone call Mark Wade. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, 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 whoa. Um... He says, with luck, it'll finally enable me to test the theory that time is a circular flow. Now, people who were reading DC Comics in the in the late 70s, this was a thing. Like, I, I, what I remember in the uh, first couple of issues of DC Comics Presents, the Superman mm-hmm. and the Flash, they really, really dug in deep on this idea of time as a circle. So mm-hmm. basically, when you reach the end of time, then it you pier- you pierce a barrier and it starts from the beginning again. And this this would continue until uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths, really, mm-hmm. and uh, and in fact be utilized as part of that story. So so this was kind of a big a big deal um, in the sort of the time travel structures of DC Comics in the late seventies. Well, totally, um, it eventually becomes the the fight between the Infinite Man and the Time Trapper. Absolutely. Really? Yeah, yeah, so. you're right. You're right. Uh, and that, yeah, I mean, so, so yeah, it doesn't just culminate. You're right. It, it actually lasted beyond crisis because that was a, that was a big part of that for sure. Um, so Phantom Girl comes in um, and says, sorry to interrupt boys, but you have a visitor. And it turns out it's a professor from Metropolis University's Time Institute named Jackson Rugarth. And look at, look at Dream Girl escorting him by the Phantom arm. Girl, Phantom Girl. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Phantom Girl. I know, I know you can't Ultra tell because usually she's running away. Um, uh, womp womp. <laughs> at, at least her power is accurate. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha. I just, uh, it's like, she seems very friendly with someone she just met. So, you know, that's all. Very true. So uh, Brainy introduced himself to Rugarth. He says, I'm Brainiac 5. And he says, the pleasure's all mine, sir. I've read your paper on time as a mathematical model. Um, and Ron says, if the two of you will quit trading kudos, we can get on with this. After all, we haven't licked time yet. <laughs> it tastes like snozberries. <laughs> um, he says, the Institute explained the experiment and its uh, dangers to you, Professor. And he says, indeed they did, and I'm anxious to start. I'm sure everything will go well. Of course it will. He says, I have every confidence that your device will be powerful enough to send me full circle through time, traveling into the future far enough to return to today. And and, and what I love is like like well, we'll get into some of the the post uh, stuff with uh, with the Infinite Man because mm-hmm. uh, oh man. Um, <laughs> anyway, um, Life, eh? indeed, indeed. Um, so within seconds, they, they make the adjustments and they, they hit the time switch and it goes away and then it comes back like it says an immeasurable fraction of a second later. And Rond is shocked. He says, what? It's back? But it can't be. It's too soon. Not if my calculations for it were accurate. Well, that's always the thing, isn't it? Yeah, isn't it? Yeah. And so he says, Brainy, what's gone wrong? He says, I have no idea, but uh, the glow around the craft has gotten stronger and there's no possible scientific explanation for that. Huh. Well, if Brainy can't find it. Indeed. Yeah. And uh, so you know this isn't going well. And um, so, um, of course, there's a Kachum, which is close enough for my liking. Ah, drink time. Indeed, indeed. Mm. And. um, Tasty. 
and and so uh, he says, fools, this glowing being says, fools, you think possibilities end with your puny knowledge, yet you risk others' lives in your tests. Beware, for your knowledge was wrong, and you shall pay for this error with your lives. Time is circular, but the circle is infinite. I have seen the earth's birth and death a million, million times, and that endless journey also saw the death and rebirth of Jackson Rugarth. Here we go. As the Infinite Man, and we now see that is a pretty sweet splash page. It right is there. awesome. This James Sherman stuff. The, this is what I mean. Like James Sherman is so underrated in the Legion's history. He did some mm-hmm. fantastic work, and this issue to me is paramount among it. Um, so it says, "Sit back a moment." And I, I always picture Rod Serling saying this, even even at the time. <laughs> Sit back a moment and imagine witnessing eternity, looking upon the earth in all its ages from the dawn of time to the dusty end of the world. Then expand that imagining and look upon the universe in all its many eras as you gain power from from the very flow of time as each unending eon passes. Now try to make the the imagining go beyond the moment and make it a terrifying reality that literally lasts forever. And now you can understand why Jackson Rugarth has gone mad in <coughs> the Twilight Zone. The Twilight Zone. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, so he grabs a hold of uh, of Vidar and he says, "I w- how I wish I could make you suffer as I have suffered, Vidar, but that is beyond even my newfound power." Mm-hmm. And he says, "But I can give you a sample of what I have experienced, for I can now break the barriers of time at will." Oh no, not at will. Oh yes, at will. At and will. so he uh, he brings out a couple of dinosaurs and um, yeah. what timing? Yeah, and dinosaurs are Where's Chris Pratt when you need them. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But that's okay because we got Superboy instead. And he comes out and we so we see a Stegosaurus and it looks like a T Rex and he says, "This is insane. These dinosaurs have been extinct for thousands of years." Um, he says they shouldn't even be able to survive today. And he says, "Tell me, don't tell me, Superboy. Tell them. Better yet, why don't we just skip it? I've made this one too heavy to move anyway." And um, that was Starboy, by the way. And then, uh, but meanwhile, Colossal Boy is actually wrestling the T Rex. I, I just saw the movie. It doesn't work. Clever well. boy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is going zappy zappy, zappy zappy on the Infinite Man. He says, "Move it, team! Get him out of there while I take care of Big Boy." And say, "No, Wildfire, don't! Your energy powers can't stop him." And the Infinite Man says, "Indeed, they cannot. For the energies of time and space are far superior to your anti-energy, Wildfire." Yep. Kaboom. Says, yeah, and he create, he fooshes a tank in there and says, "There, waste your puny efforts on that ancient battle wagon." While you are occupied, I shall return to the cause of my misery. Oh, poor Ron Vidar. And, and that, that's kind of the cool thing about the Infinite Man is he just brings warriors in that he needs from any time period. So it could be the past, but it could also be the future. He's basically a bad kid eternity. <laughs> very, very, yes. Yeah, exactly. And so um, so he says to... so. Uh, Superboy says, over my dead body, Rugarth, and he says, I have no wish to harm you, Legionnaire, but if I must, I shall. You know, I did all this stuff, and then I made myself this cool costume and this cool mm-hmm. hat. You know, I got this cool hat. He says, my plans will not be thwarted by such as you. You shall see what a world without time is like, Starboy, and Superboy will feel the might of my space-time powers. Um, so uh, Starboy gets frozen solid uh, as though time has stopped, and, um, and Superboy, it says, his journey suddenly ends. 
He says, wow, that felt like the kick of a Kansas mule, only to borrow a oh. phrase. Only to borrow a phrase, he says, yes. Oh. He oh. says, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, that would be accurate, yeah. yeah. And no question about that, Superboy. And um, and so, you know, yeah, he's in kind of this Dolly-esque uh, landscape. Um, and it says, uh, if any lesser mortal had been hurled through the many dimensional barriers, there would be no question of his helplessness. But mm-hmm. Superboy is no lesser being. And it spe- actually looks like that weird dream world that uh, Invisible Kid 2 keeps popping into on occasion. Right. Uh, interesting. Just saying. It yeah. looks a little like that. It, it does. You're right. Um and there's a swift and shattering return and uh, where, where Superboy makes his way back into this dimension. And he says, what? And Infinite Man's shocked. He says, what? You have returned despite the force with which I dispatched you? Obviously, I have underestimated your resources and devoted insufficient time to planning your defeat. Very well, then. You have won this round, Legionnaires. Hmm. And have bought a few more moments of, of, of life. It, I think it's supposed to be life. Um... But I did read the Donald, the uh, Douglas Adams book, The Meaning of Lift, so it could be. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, he says, for my tormentor, uh, he says, but what of what Im- of what import can a few moments have when all of when I have all of infinity to perfect my powers? And when I do Legionnaires, then I shall return. And in that hour, Ron Vidar shall die, and he fades away. Now, why does he want to kill Ron Vidar? <laughs> because Vidar is the one who put him in this device and, uh, and made him go around and around and around. Now, that said, uh, hey. Uh, that was your choice, dude. He had signed off on the waiver, clearly. Yeah, because, totally. Because totally. what is the first thing that Ron said to him? <coughs> You're aware of the dangers. You're aware of the dangers, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's hard to explain that to a uh, you know, near-omnipotent being of yeah, power. Yeah, crazy so, yeah. near-omnipotent being, exactly. Um, so he fades out, and um, and but... But uh, Starboy still paralyzed. Oh, but not anymore. And he says, uh, what happened? All of a sudden, it was like everything just stopped dead. And she says, I'm not sure, Starboy, but it appears that Rugarth has gained the power to stop time. And Vidar says, coupled with his ability to effortlessly move objects and living beings through time and space, he might just have the infinite power he claims. Hmm. And so he can spend a millennium devising a plan to beat us and then return here a minute from now to use it. Which is awesome. That is awesome. Yeah. Um, and Wildfire says, well, that just makes our, mi- our minutes even more precious. We have to find a way to protect you, Vidar. And that means we need a way to stop Rugarth cold. So, uh, so he, you know, and this is some good leadership by, uh, by Wildfire. He says, Superboy, you stick right by Vidar so Rugarth can't just appear, blast him, and then vanish again. Yeah. Eh, you know, put your your, your big guy on. Your on big that. guy yep. on protection duty, yeah. Yeah. And he says, I'm willing to bet that he won't want to appear in Vidar's <laughs> past to kill him, which is something, right? Yeah. Uh, he, but he's too concerned with Vidar suffering for his experiment. Besides, I doubt that even an infinite man can change history. Mm, interesting. Yeah. Um, and so he says, and so he says, well, where are you going, fearless leader? And he says, to pro- plot three courses of on the min- uh, three courses on the mission monitor board, Superboy one of which might lead to answers. And so he says, Phantom Girl, uh, Dream Girl, and Brainiac 5 are all of limited use in a fight, but maybe one of them... Wow. I know, right? Cold, yo. Cold. Cold. You just sent two of the brainiest people off the planet, so yay. Yeah, well, that's... That's wildfire. It is indeed. 
And he says, uh, but maybe one of them can find a way to, well, this is his idea, is, yeah, go and think about this and figure it out. And it says, maybe they can find a way to destroy the Infinite Man if they search out some other worlds. And Tom says, and if they can get back in time. Before the Infinite Man decides to materialize a herd of Benarian antimatter beasts in the middle of the lab. Ugh, hmm. Like you do. Like you do, yeah. yeah. Um, so... Uh, um, Lightning Lad says, hey, you know, look at it this way. At least Nur is safe, right? He says, Rugarth only wants Ron, so he won't care if three Legion ships cut out. Um, but as uh, Wildfire says, he says, but since there are less of us, Lightning Lad, we have to work harder. You and Starboy get some defenses set up. I'll alert the UP to our situation. And, um, and Lightning Lad says, sure, then they can cross their fingers and wait until, wait until we solve our own problems, just like always. And um, and so Starboy says, come on, let's go build an electro wire barrier or something. I can't take the waiting. And so Starboy watches them go away. Mm-hmm. And we get back to the Infinite Man who's playing around in the time stream. He's and, doing his thing. Yeah, like you do. And, um, and he's learning all the different facets of his new abilities. And, um, and he says, were this land subject to time as others know it, it would seem that a millennium had passed where he practiced. But to the infinite man, it has only been an, ir- an irrelevant interval. An interval that is about to end. And he's, he's, he's standing sort of in the middle of this time streamy thing. And he says, my powers are now at their ultimate, ultimate maximum. Time and space are completely within my control. I have only to decide where I wish to be and when, and I shall be there. And I wish to be where I left Ron Vidar, a short enough time that after I departed that he cannot have left yet long enough that he may have considered my imminent return and learned fear. Mm-hmm. Because fear burns at the... Oh, wait, no. <laughs> um, to the dark side, yes. yes. No, I was going with uh, um, what knows fear burns at the man things touch. Uh. Um, he says, For if I have suffered an eternity for Vidar's miscalculation, that is still nothing compared to what I now plan for him. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> then, and then the land beyond time and space is silent again. A silence echoes in a smoke-filled chamber deep within the planet Naltor, and we see Dreamy amongst the High Seer, um, who is asleep, because that's what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, they said, for the knowledge of the future that is his alone, uh, for though all Naltorians can prophesize, his visions are the clearest, and it is clear to him that one of his most talented students now turns in vain. Hmm. Um, so she thanks him for the knowledge which he, which he has been able to share and uh, and the answers which have been withheld from us both. She says, even though Wildfire sent me here because our power of prediction transcends time, I knew it would be no use. Just as I know, I will not be able to return to Earth swiftly enough to help the others. So there's Starboy, and uh, she says, uh, do you read me? And he says, check, but I hope you're wrong, and we're going to need all the help we can get. And he reaches for his uh, flight ring, and then we have uh, uh, the next panel where uh, Brainy is reaching for his flight ring in a similar way. It says, nervous system. It has as many signs and many causes, and even some are the same, even when the manifestations are a universe apart. Mm. Um, and so, uh, so we get uh, back to Brainy. And, uh, and it says, never let it be said that Brainiac 5 would be nervous without reason. And they're all saying, hey, sorry, Quirrell, we, uh, yeah, we got nothing. Uh, they said, we've devoted a billion, billion bytes of computer time to your problem, and it evinces no solution. Despite our ageless wisdom, we of Kalu cannot find a way to defeat time. 
And he says, your answer is not unexpected, old friends, but I cannot give up so easily. And uh, and he's basically, he calls him out. He's like, come on, you guys are smarter than that. Hmm. Um, he says, there's got to be a way to stop. And they said, but Quirrell, we've been debating the nature of time for six centuries now without a conclusive answer. How can we expect to control it then? And he says, you can't. And there's a simple reason behind that. The least is you spend too much time debating theory, asking questions, and pondering the imponderable. You should try doing something instead. You might find some answer that way. All right, Pariah. Damn, yeah. All right, Pariah. No kidding. What's going on here? Um, there are some Brainiac Five who would rather be doing anything than debating, but who have no other choice. And so uh, Wildfire says, the waiting's starting to get to me. And they said, maybe. And, and Rond is like, maybe it'd be just easier if you let Rugarth. And they're no, no, Rond. We signed on for the duration. And uh, Lightning Lad says, sure, we can't give up on you now. Besides, I have a feeling Rugarth blew himself up with his powers. He won't be back. Oh, silly, <laughs> womp, silly womp. Yeah. Um, and uh, then, as if uh, to tempt fate, yes, uh, then he is back, and he zaps him, and he says, then you were twice a fool, lightning lad, one for uttering such an, absurd, an absurdity, and twice for believing it. And um, Wildfire, in uh, his mastery of the completely bloody obvious, says, guess what, gang, our playmate's back. Yeah, no shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so... Um, Colossal Boy immediately grows to full size, his larger size, and uh, and punches the um, Infinite Man hard enough to break some of the mask. And he says, "Yeah, and I'm going to make him pick on someone his own size." And they said, "You compare yourself to me, Colossal Boy, because you can expand yourself to my size. But what of my suffering, Giant? Can you equal that?" says, or the power it has brought me. Here, fool, see if you fare better battling a creature that matches both your size and stupidity, a creature I can control with a thought. Mm, that's not going to go well. And, um, and so he, uh, you know, fends off blasts from both uh, Wildfire and Lightning Lad, and he says, why do you fight me, fools? Do I, I do not seek to destroy you, who are as insects to me in my timeless state. I seek only the one who brought this doom upon me. Give me Vidar, and you may live. <laughs> yes. And they say, and Wildfire says, no way, Rugarth. The only way you get Ron Vidar is over our dead bodies. Uh, that's, uh, let's not push that, shall we? <laughs> um, and uh, and Starboy's think, saying, it might just be that way, too, unless we can figure out a way to take Rugar, Rugarth. He says, well, the best place to start is with a little surprise. And so he says, eh, say a thousand tons of super heavy Ruth falling on his head. That'll do it. Should probably do it. Yeah. yeah. Crash, and that knocks him down. He says, "There, that'll hold him for a few minutes while Superboy and Wildfire cook something up." And then he's then all of a sudden there's the Infinite Man, and he says, and he zaps him and says, "Time will not save you, Legionnaire. It is my tool. And if you do not surrender, Vidar, it will become your doom. Doom, doom upon you." Uh, meanwhile, we go elsewhere to uh, Bugitzel and. Um, I don't think she's on Begitzel. No? Oh, I just assumed uh, they went to their home planets. Yeah. <coughs> I, w- I would have thought so, too, but it doesn't. Um, journey to um, Gendix. Fair. Oh, she- yes, you're right. Yes, you're you're absolutely right. Um, yeah, so she, she has uh, journeyed to Gendix, world of the timeless ones, whose psychic, psychic selves have survived eternity, and whose intangible forms place them beyond normal human comprehension. Yeah. But not hers. But not hers. Because she's a phantom. Yeah. Ooh. So it's all, only we survive eternity. You speak falsely. And she says, no, there really is an infinite man, and you must help us defeat him. 
and um, and and they say you try to trick secrets from us, woman. You fail. We keep our power. You leave, or we still she'll turn it on you. She says I should have known they wouldn't help. They're far too remo- removed from humanity to understand or care. But I had to try for the sake of. And we cut back to Legion headquarters, and there's uh, um, dot dot dot. Yeah, yeah. Rond Vidar, you are mine now, mine at last. And he says it was an accident, Rugarth. And when you were volunteered for the experiment, the dangers were explained to. He says, explained? Hmm. He says, how could it be? How could a time-bound mortal explain what has happened to me? I was warned that I might die, not that I would undergo an infinity of tortures that would make me wish for death. He says, mm. I have felt too much pain, Vidar. My suffering will not be denied. <laughs> and I will continue crushing these so-called heroes until they ride no more, until they rise no more, and until you've learned what pain truly is. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he goes... Ah! And he zaps uh, Wildfire with a Colthum. Close enough. Ooh, drink time. Take a drink. Yay. And he says, still more of you rise? This is insane. Or this is insanity. And insanity I shall end with the ultimate force of my power. It says here, Legionnaires, experience for an instant what I survived for untold eons. The awesome chaos of a world without time. That can't be good. No. No. Yeah. And he says, <coughs> that is the world to which I now condemn you, Vidar. A timeless world where you shall dwell until the end of time. And they say, well, that's a premature conclusion, Rugarth. Here, Rond, catch. And he tosses, uh, uh, Brady tosses Rond his force shield belt. And he says, my force shield belt will protect him, Rugarth, but that is nothing that can protect you. He says, no, it's not possible that such a small device can counter my energies. He says, well, it can't for long, but you don't have much time left, infinite man. Hmm. Because my trip to Kalu gave me the way to defeat you. The surest way to stop anything in his tracks. An overload. And they said, overload? What does that mean, Wildfire? And he says, I don't know. Brainy sure can't tell us now. Because Brainy's too busy yeah. uh, doing his thing. Yeah, exactly. And um, anyway, so, uh, um, so he says, no. Uh, so he, he says, uh, overload. What is that? Or sorry. Uh, yeah, don't know, but Brainy sure can't tell us now, so we better figure it out for ourselves. And Superboy says he must be in the hypertime drive, but that can't overload unless I destroy the failsafe mechanism. With Jump. zero hour? No? Okay, uh, never mind. Uh, well, uh, but, you know, the uh, hi- yeah, this this thing that he didn't understand what it was, he knows exactly now where knows the failsafe is. Yeah. Yes. And he says, but before the Legionnaires can exchange further plans, the room is filled with the sound and fury as the with sound and fury as the infinite man summons an invasion from the past from era's past and a couple of kirby like villains show up yeah oh yeah yeah this guy looks like calabac for sure Uh and he says it will occupy well you know to be fair infinite man's headdress is headdress alone is galactus like oh yeah and he says it will it will occupy your energies far more usefully than any foolish plan to defeat me and when you exhaust yourselves i will turn back to vidar and they say, don't let him distract you, Lightning Lad. We have to focus our energies on the hypertime drive. Charge it with more power, mightier than before. And he says, see how your would-be saviors struggle, with, struggle my tormentor? How futilely they power a machine they do not even understand? Soon they will have no power left to protect you. And Ron says, it's up to everyone to protect themselves, Rugarth. And he says, and thanks to Brainiac 5, I think I know how. And he says the hypertime drive was designed to have a circular effect, and even if we miscalculated that it would do what it would do to you, I understand how it worked. And he says, uh, 
with the power lightning lad and wildfire have infused into the machine, uh, I can send you hurtling back into a circular route through time. He says, a never-ending, yeah, a never-ending cycle that even your power can't break. And he uh, gets all cooch, and he says, no. And he says, and it says, as quickly as it began, it is over. Mm-hmm. For as the infinite man vanishes into the void of timelessness, his creatures are, um, or sorry, yeah, yeah, his creatures are ir- irresistibly pulled back to their own eras. Yep. Sorry, the, 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 I just love the art in this issue. Uh, it says, uh, <laughs> their, their memories of the events just passed, uh, destroy, just passed, destroyed by the temporal shock of unprotected time travel. And it says, the legionnaires are left alone in, a la- in their laboratory with only the wrecked equipment as proof that the nightmare that just ended was in fact reality. And uh, Rond is passed as they sort of start to, you know, pick up some of the pieces. Uh, Rond passes the four shield belt back to Brainy, and he says, uh, "Maybe we can work out a cure for Rugarth Brainiac, and then devise a way to to use the hyper time drive to bring him back to our time." He says, "Perhaps I suggest we give the problem crash priority, my friend, because even as we speak, Rugarth's endless circling of time continues, and he grows ever stronger. And one day he may be able to break that cycle again." Truth. And then it says, "Next issue: the com- wanted, the composite legionnaire." Mm-hmm. So we'll 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 yeah we'll get to that one, um, but that looks yes, cool we will. too. Yes, and and speaking of the composite legionnaire. Um, um, was it there's a Composite Jimenez? Yes, yes, thank you. Bill Zanowitz uh, mm-hmm. had him draw it at uh, at FlameCon on the weekend. FlameCon, woohoo! Indeed, indeed, and it is awesome. It's it it's just awesome. it's just beautiful, and uh, and and Bill said something very nice uh, for us that was that that it was listen it was listening to our interview with Phil that made that the thing that he wanted to ask him for. And I thought, Aww, I thought so that was nice. super cool. And um, Bill's just a cool guy. Um, Bill's a cool guy. And so is Phil. Yay. Oh, absolutely. I guess, like, <laughs> as I said in my comment on, on uh, Bill's post, is, uh, is that conversation we had with Phil is one of my favorite episodes and uh, lots and lots of fun. Uh, because, I, and I think what I said was that, just like his artwork, his conversation is deep and detailed, but never, mm-hmm. never loses that sense of fun, and that's that's not that's not blowing smoke in any way. Um, anyway, so uh, so that is that, and you know what they they tag on the uh, in the Legion Outpost, uh, DC Superstars number seventeen, the origin of the Huntress, a preview of DC's most mysterious superstar. superstar yeah. Well, you know uh, this issue is not over yet. Well, that's true. That's true. And perhaps did you think it was over? <laughs> Were you wishing it was over? Mine is. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you take us through that? I'll take us through the second uh, brief story because it's an eight-pager. All right, everyone take a drink. I'm adding a rule to the to the game. Projector is sick again. Oh, dear. So there you go. Um, tragedy. It comes in countless shapes from invulnerable uh, directions, or sorry, in, innumerable directions, and inevitably, when least expected, and most often, dear reader... The fault lies not in the stars, but in ourselves. This is the final illusion, starring Princess Projector, Dream Girl, Chameleon Boy, and Saturn Girl. And it is um, written by Paul Levitz, based on an idea by Mike Nasser. Art oh. um, 
by Mike Nasser and Bob Layton. Colors by Liz Berube and letters Ben Oda. And you see Projector is splayed out on an examination table there. Dreamy, Cam, um, Saturn Girl are there looking at her while Karate Kid is... Um, well, looks like Karate Kid. Um, some technician is fiddling with some uh, uh, buttons in the background. I guess it's not Karate Kid. It looks like him, though. So, oh well. Saturn Girl says, I knew Projector was upset when Karate Kid went back to the 20th century. Ah, so it's not Karate Kid. But I can't understand how it could lead to this. And Cam says, the doctors aren't even sure what this is, Saturn Girl. They don't know enough about Projector's people, the Orandians. Any opinions they have are just guesses. All we really know is she just suddenly collapsed. The Medicomps can't detect anything physically wrong, so they're guessing it's a psychic problem, and that's complicated by her illusion powers. My people on Naltor don't understand their own prophecy power, so they can't help. Thanks, Dream Girl. And Saturnian telepathy is based on scientific principles, not the magic behind Projector's ability. There's no help there. There's no help anywhere, girls, unless it's already in this room. In which case, Chameleon Boy, um, the situation has just gone from bad to worse, for even as you have been speaking, the Princess Miranda has been slipping deeper and deeper into her coma. And uh, into a dream retreat built for two, we see uh, dreams mirror the human soul, they say, and if that's so, Projector's dreams have been um, become a mirror reflecting of what might have been the dreams of a world in which her beloved had not been forced to leave her, a world where, with endless hours of love and laughter, the dreams of words never spoken and moments never shared, building a psychic wall around herself that keeps reality securely locked out. But the barriers only keep reality from intruding, not from listening in, if indeed any barriers could be strong enough to keep out the mightiest telepath in the solar system. Mm. Basically, uh, Projector's like, every day's ma the, the Magic Kingdom and Karate Kid's with me. <laughs> she, she's a Disney princess right now. Uh, the moment of empathy is over, and with a single mind-wrenching movement, um, Saturn Girl's psyche is her own again. And she says, I believe I have discovered the problem. Dr. Projector's illusion power has turned inward, and her mind can no longer distinguish reality from fantasy. Well, that confirms my suspicions. Your teammate has suffered some sort of trauma, and she no longer even desires to face the real world. I tried using my telepathy to bring her out of it, Doctor, but I couldn't, at least not from within. I'll try again now with more force. And he's like, no, that's too dangerous. The princess's psyche is already disturbed. I can't predict what um, what consequences a further upset might um, have. We understand the ordinary mind far better than we did a thousand years ago, Siren Girl, but this is a very special case. Your unwanted intrusion might even um, be fatal. And um, hang on, did I skip a page? I think I did, yep. And Dreamy says, then what you're saying, Doctor, is that we don't dare force her back to consciousness. But what if we made her want to return to reality so she could force herself? What if we made her dream a nightmare? That's Dream Girl's thinking for you. Yeah. You could do it, Saturn Girl. You know you could, perhaps. It's certainly worth a try. Your idea is grounded in solid psychology, Dream Girl, bringing the patient to cure herself. I don't know if that principle will extend to parapsychology, but then we don't have very much choice, do we? And Saturn Girl has put her fingers up to her temples. The uh -oh. eyebrows are vertical, people. We uh -oh. are in full-on Ice Queen mode now. And she is going to make Jackie pay for oh, yeah. interrupting her spa day. <laughs> and Projectra screams, Aye! As she gives madness to a friend. Um, she's already royal and inbred. Madness is just a skip and a jump away, I think. We yeah. can all argue that. And then we get kind of a cool layout here. It's got Nightmare in rainbow colors at the top of it. 
And suddenly the retreat from reality changes from heaven to hell in an instant. Projector is swept away from her beloved and into an, a world of unspeakable horror. And all these grisly creatures are looking at her. Unassisted, her mind could not have conjured up such t terrors, but it rejects them, and she symbolically runs out of Galaxy Land's Tunnel of Terror, only to find out the entire park and world has gone mad. Without knowing how, she knows Projectra understands that she is in someone else's dream, and yes. her answer is the only one possible. She screams, Ah! But the sound never leaves her lips. Oops, I sorry, I screamed. Oh, well. Uh, for she is in the grip of a far mightier mind, and the, it's the one that has a method to its madness. And there's this big gargantuan thing coming for her. Swiftly and surely, Sign Girl twists the dream world still further, changing Galaxy Land from a happy memory to an unbearable situation more terrifying than any conceivable reality, trying to force Projector to reject it. Then suddenly she does. By means unexplained, even in the dream, she finds herself whisked into the cool, clear depths of space, safe from the terrors below but not safe from new terrors that her unseen mind can place in her path. Terrors more real than those of Galaxyland. Terrors like a gigantic looming figure of Universo. <laughs> nice to see him again. Yeah. The master hypnotist who has so often battled the Legion. The leer on his face. And seems, Rond Vidar's and father. And Rond Vidar's father. I am your father, Rond. No. <laughs> um, no, you're not my father. Um, the leer on his face seems to cry out that he is the force controlling projector's nightmare daring her to break free, challenging her very right to free will with every erg of mental command at his energy at his command. And she answers the challenge by not returning but not by returning to reality. Instead, she retreats further into the depths of her mind, seeking out a subconscious realm which to fight and weakening her body as she slips away from her last contact with the world outside. And there's something about this page with the Universo in it. The green energy coming from his eyeball. Yeah. Just saying. That's interesting. <laughs> well, Paul given, Levitz, given what we you. would learn later, yeah. Exactly. Paul Levitz, look at you. Planning that 10 years before you use it. Uh, the room around her is quiet now. Saturn Girl has been... Hold on. Did I skip another page? My. No. No, I didn't. Okay, I'm good. The room around her is quiet now. Saturn Girl has been banished from her imagination. The, and hope ended at the same instant. You better give up, Saturn Girl. The princess seems to be suffering more. Her mind just can't take the pressure. But we have to do something, uh, Dream Girl says. Well, there isn't anything to be done, Dream Girl. Sorry as I am to say, Legionnaire, your teammate is beyond scientific help. I suggest you devote your efforts to Mantine's oldest cure, prayer. Hmm. And uh, Cam says, wait a minute, we can't give up her projector this easy. Uh, maybe we've been going about this the wrong way. Saturn Girl, why don't you use your telepathy to re-enter projector's mind, but gently this time. Help her dream along a bit the way she wants it to go, and then we can try my idea. But Projector cannot hear Cam's whispered suggestions, and as we return to her subconscious, neither can we. Instead, we, we witness the arrival of a flashing figure breaking the bonds of a nightmare, and as Karate Kid reappears within Projector's dream to rescue her from Universo. Kapow! There you go. Yeah, yeah. Then the backdrop of the cosmos fades away as Projector leaps into her lover's arms, but even as they embrace and the dream becomes complete once more, is broken. Karate Kid dissolves into dream stuff, and Projectra is alone once more. I won't lose you. Not now. No. And she wakes up. What? Where Where am I? Oh, you're back home, Jackie. Back where you belong. It worked. You did it, Cam. She's awake. It was all a matter of understanding illusion, dream girl, and with my powers, I have to. The answer wasn't showing Projectra how frightening fantasy is, but how empty it is compared to reality. Once we did that, she had 
to choose to, to return to reality. I don't understand a word you said, can't, uh, we were saying, Chameleon Boy. What's going on here, the doctor says. And on that note, reader, let us depart, for we have truly reached the end. And that is the last tale in the archive number 13. There you go. Um, I, there's a couple of, uh, of, of actual notes I'd like to add to the um, <coughs> to the Jim Sherman side of things. You know, uh, most of what I knew him from was, uh, was of course, the Legion. He, he did a bunch of other things. You know, he did some Blackhawk work. He did... Um, uh, some stuff in Super Team Family with the Challengers of the Unknown, Korak, Son of Tarzan for a couple of issues, mm-hmm. um, even the odd Wonder Woman and Adam Strange story. Uh, but he also did, um, and I think this is significant enough, a- an issue of uh, Uncanny X-Men. Ah, really? And uh, it was issue 151. It's the, uh, the two-parter. He only did part one. Um, it was himself, Bob McLeod, and Joseph uh, Rubenstein uh, doing the art. So mm-hmm. Rubenstein would have definitely been inking, and maybe Sherman and uh, McLeod split the penciling. I'm not sure. Uh, but it was the one where uh, Kitty leaves uh, the uh, the Xavier Institute, issue 151, mm-hmm. uh, to go uh, to Emma Frost School. Oh. And it's that whole, that whole you know, uh, uh, so her parents have decided to withdraw her from the school, and Nightcrawler says, can they do that? And he says, they're her parents, Nightcrawler. Yeah, they and, um, and And, and uh, just, I'm just leafing through it in the essentials, and uh, mm-hmm. it is clearly, um, it's clearly Sherman, and it's, it's really good stuff. And uh, I, I wish, you know, I wish there was more stuff that he did, because... Um, the, the, what he did do was uh, was really excellent. He's he's got just a really good sense of dynamics on uh, on art and uh, and clearly was awesome at a, at a team book. Um, but he was actually um, he left partway through Earth War because he wasn't pleased with the direction the storyline was taking because mm-hmm. he didn't like the fact that it ended with uh, with Mordrew and uh, uh. and so he left and that's when uh, Joe Staten uh, came on. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, but but I do want to talk a little bit about the Infinite Man. So this is, okay. of course, his first appearance. Mm-hmm. Uh, he would appear again in the Baxter Run um, when the power surge brought on by the crisis w- freed him, and the cover was actually very similar in, in you know it was, it was clearly an homage to uh, the cover of this issue. Um, and uh, White Witch actually, you know, managed to. Uh, you know, s- separate Rugarth from the uh, the nasty energies that had mm-hmm. that had driven him insane, and uh, and apparently most of his brain as well. And uh, so they put him in Medicus One, and that's uh, clearly that's the end of the Infinite Man. Until the conspiracy. Until the conspiracy. That's right. And so uh, so Brainy needed a power source strong enough to puncture what. The, the time barrier. The Iron Curtain of Time. <coughs> yeah. Um, so he and Vidar re-energize Rugarth in the time cube, forcing him to uh, become the Infinite Man again. And Which then... caused White Witch to resign from the Legion. That's right. That's right. You know, after all that work I did, this is what you do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and of course, uh, um, using his uh, force field, um, the Infinite Man managed to drag the Time Trapper into the time stream to the dawn of time where they grapple still no they don't no not really he got better he did yeah so anyway um so but as far as villains go you know when people say oh yeah you know levitt's never really created that many villains yeah he created a couple 
Yeah. Uh, he just, uh, you know, like an, a villain like the Infinite Man. I mean, what a great set of powers. But the reality was that, you know, you couldn't really use him too much. No. He was a, he was too, a, too powerful. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and so but, you know, that was the idea of the well, we need a, a, a hero that's tough enough to uh, to really you know, villain that's tough enough to uh, cause the uh, the team trouble, but you know he has to still be defeatable. Yeah, um, exactly. There's a balance there, especially when you're dealing with like six legionnaires, not the whole team. Yeah. So, and, and I think we'll agree that, that a lot of it ended up being sort of more on the uh, you know, yeah, it's the you know it, that's why they were best against teams of, mm-hmm. of villains because then then at least uh, it kept a bunch of the characters occupied in the fight. True. True. All the way in the background, it's like yay! <laughs> exactly, exactly. So, uh, so there we go. That's the Infinite Man. Woohoo! Oh yeah, and but not an infinite episode. Yay! No, no, no. Exactly. Um, and you know, um, and also a, a Jackie story. Mm-hmm. Oh man, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sick again. <laughs> poor, I poor Jackie. I can't handle it. I'm gonna faint. Really? Okay. Exactly. Yeah, talk about a character arc that had to happen. So, yeah. Oh, definitely. All right. So, uh, so let's wrap this up then, shall we? All righty. Wrap it up. All right. Comments, as always, are welcome at Legion of Substitute Podcasters at gmail.com. You can join us in the conversation on our Facebook page, which can be found at facebook.legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com. We are on the Twitter. We are LOSP Podcast. In addition to all these things, you can head over to our website, legionofsubstitutepodcasters.com, and you can uh, comment on this or any episode. And with that, we make our way back into the time bubble, and we're going to go around the circle a couple of times. Maybe it'll drive us a little loopy. And... um, uh, but eventually we will land right back here, perhaps a week in advance, and we will see you all next week. Ant-Man for the win!